Hello and welcome to Behind the Drive, the podcast for girls and guys who love Formula One. I'm your host, Courtney Ross, and I am here for you every week to bring you fun and educational content while hopefully making some new F1 friends along the way. So if you love all things formula, then I highly recommend you hit the follow button to join the community and get notified every time a new episode comes out. Hello guys and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Drive. I hope you're all having a wonderful week so far and thank you so much for listening in to another episode or watching this if you're seeing it on YouTube. Today, let's debrief on the Saudi Arabian GP. And yikes, what a shit show. (laughs) It was filled with drama, penalties, crashes, emotions, which is kind of expected being the second last race of the season. So in today's episode, let's have a chilled debrief about it. Let's break everything down and discuss everything that happened. And a quick side note, I am so sorry, there is so much construction happening near my apartment and I'm really hoping that you can't hear it through the audio, but if you can, I'm sorry. So without further ado, let's jump into it. So the Jeddah circuit is a street circuit which was constructed within eight months. And it wasn't just the fastest F1 track to ever be constructed. It was also designed to be a fast track. And it's actually the second fastest circuit behind Monza on the calendar. And of course, it's a night race, which I personally really enjoy. It has 27 corners, three DRS zones, and is quite a narrow track, which is important for you to remember later. And being the second last race of the season, the stakes are so high for all the teams and drivers. So with that being said, qualifying was really, really important. I guess let's start with the main topic of quali, which was Max Verstappen. So you could tell that both Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton were pushing their cars to the absolute limit in qualifying. They both had some really close calls, but they were punching in near perfect lap times. But when Lewis Hamilton got provisional pole, Red Bull and Max Verstappen knew they had to give their last flying lap absolutely everything they had. And my goodness, I was sitting on the edge of my seat the whole time. Like to me, it looked like it was absolutely on the limits, like it could have gone either way. He could have finished the lap and successfully taken pole position, or he could have just as easily crashed out. And of course, we saw the ladder, which of course would have been super disappointing for Max, the team, Christian Horner, and of course his dad. But he was putting absolutely everything he could into that lap, so you can't hate him for that. It also looked super difficult for all the drivers to maneuver all the traffic around on the track. And not to mention, with the walls being so high on the sides, the visibility was really poor, especially when you're sitting on the ground. But some others that I think deserve a shout out for their performance in qualifying are Charles Leclerc, who managed to qualify in P4, Pierre Gasly, who secured P6, and Antonio Giovinazzi, who qualified P10. Well done to him. Not the best for Carlos Sainz, who had that near-near accident and was only able to qualify P15, but he was able to crawl his way up into the points again during the race. Okay, so on to the race. So 50 laps, 50 very long laps. (laughs) Everyone in the top 10 was starting on the medium compound tire, apart from Lando Norris, who was stuck on the softs and ended up having a shocking weekend anyway. 
but we had a Mercedes front row lockout and they had a great start off the line. And it was super important for both of them to get temperature in their tires very quickly so they could get grip and try and pull away from Max Verstappen. But it was relatively a clean start and Max Verstappen just slipped in behind Valtteri Bottas in third. And he was easily keeping up with their pace at that point. And we didn't really see any action at first, which I was a bit shocked at seeing the, the feeder series and the trouble that they were having. Little did I know what the rest of the race had in store. So Mick Schumacher had his accident on lap 10. Poor Mick. Which brought out the yellow flags and Mercedes took this opportunity to bring in their drivers and swap them to the hard tires. And at the time I thought this was really interesting because I thought it was pretty likely that it was going to be a red flag. And Red Bull must have thought the same because they took the gamble and kept Max out. So Lewis loses his position and Max takes the lead of the race. And sure enough, the red flags come out. Which again, I thought was pretty obvious because they red flagged the event in FP2 when Charles Leclerc had his accident and that was in the same spot and a similar impact level. So it worked out in Red Bull's favor. Someone who it didn't favor was Lando Norris, who quite quickly was wearing through his soft tires and came in for an early pit stop and ended up coming out around 14th. And he was quite vocal after the race about the tire changing rules under red flags. And I tend to agree with him because it does benefit some people, but it also impacts others. And unfortunately for him, he has been on the shit end of the stick more than a few times. But getting back to it, oh my God, the restart. <laughs> Even though Max was on pole, Lewis got a better start and he was just charging down to the first corner and he was ahead. So in my opinion, he owned that corner, but in Max's traditional late breaking style, he came in very hot and actually ended up going off the track and then rejoining just ahead of Lewis. And I think this is where the controversy in the race started. Someone else who benefited from the restart was Esteban Ocon, who found a nice little gap and slid on in there and was actually up in second ahead of Lewis. But it didn't even last a lap before we saw our next incident, this time between Perez and Leclerc. And I guess that's kind of what's expected when you have three Formula One cars trying to squeeze through a narrow corner. I think Perez was predominantly blaming Leclerc, but Leclerc didn't have anywhere to go. He was absolutely squished up against the wall. I guess you could argue that Leclerc could have backed off if he knew that their tires were gonna touch, but I don't remember at that time who was actually around him or behind him. And then again, because of the accident, poor George Russell just slows down a little bit to avoid the incident. And here comes Nikita Mazepin flying around the corner, completely unaware of what's happened because again, the walls are so high, you can't see what's going on. And he just hits George Russell right up the back. And it just had to be Nikita Mazepin as well. Like, of course it was him that caused the other accident. But for once, I don't blame him because there was nothing he could have done to avoid it. So another red flag comes out. All the cars return to the pit and they're trying to clean up all the debris on the track. Something that I found really funny was Red Bull and Sergio Perez trying to like recover and salvage his car to try and get back in the race. I'm like, no, it's done. It's done. It's not, it's not coming back. No. And so now we've got Mazepin, Russell and Perez also out of the race. 
And while we're waiting, we're hearing team radio messages between Michael Massey, Red Bull, and Mercedes, as he's trying to negotiate between the teams what to do for the next restart. So he's like handing out offers to the teams and trying to keep everyone happy without referring the incident to the stewards to investigate. And they finally agree that Esteban Ocon would start on pole, Lewis Hamilton second, and Max Verstappen in third. And Verstappen actually got a really good start and he had a nice clean line on the inside down to the first corner. And to me, it was a clean racing move, much better than the one before. There was contact between Hamilton and Ocon though, which sort of held them back a little bit behind Max. And there was also contact between Sonoda and Vettel, which brought out a virtual safety car so they could come and collect Sonoda's front wing that he left on the track. There was also contact between Vettel and Raikkonen, which again, there were messages over the team radios with drivers complaining about the debris on the track. So we saw another virtual safety car come out so they could get rid of that. But someone who I was really surprised to see that high up in the ranks was Daniel Ricciardo. He was like up in fourth position, which is a great job for him. Or really good luck, whatever you want to call it. So this basically brings us up to the accident between Max and Lewis on lap 38. So there's a few different thoughts running through my mind about this and a few different elements that I kind of want to discuss. Firstly, I think one of the aspects it came down to was miscommunication or delay in communication between the FIA and Red Bull and Mercedes. Now, obviously they've told Max that he needs to give back the position. And supposedly there was a delay telling Lewis that Max was going to give back that position. But because of where they were on the track, Max was keen to give the position back, right? Because it's just before a DRS zone. So for him, he'd give the position to Lewis he would stick behind him, use DRS, be in his slipstream, and then just quickly take the position back and rejoin as the leader. And of course for Lewis, he knows this. He doesn't want to take the position then because he knows Max is going to take it straight back off him at the end of the DRS zone. So Lewis has admitted that he didn't want to take the position at that point. And I had a read of the report that the stewards released after the race. And I kind of agree with the penalty, but I'll explain why. Now, the main reason why Max got the penalty was because he decelerated at a rate of 2.6 Gs. So that's quite significant and can be classed as dangerous driving. Now, I will question, why was Lewis so close to him? If you're behind a driver and you don't know what they're doing, which he supposedly said he didn't know on the radio, they could be broken down, they could have slowed down for debris on the track, there could be something wrong with their car. Why are you sitting so close behind them? But like I said, I agree that decelerating at that rate is considered unsafe. So he is predominantly at fault for Lewis running up the back of him. So with that, he basically got the 10 second time penalty, which meant that it doesn't matter if he finished in first, he was basically gonna be bumped down into second. And he basically gave the position back to him and didn't really fight him at all. He was just focused on tire management until the end of the race. Which in hindsight, I think Red Bull might've looked at the tire choice and thought maybe the hard compound would have been a better choice for him when they came in under the first red flag. But at the end of the day, with the time penalty, I doubt it would have made much of a difference. 
The other really good thing I liked watching was Esteban Ocon and Valtteri Bottas battling it out to literally down to the line. And it nearly felt like a drag race towards the end, which I was kind of sad for Esteban Ocon because I wanted him to get the podium, but he put in such a stellar effort. Again, extra respect points from me for that. He just did a stellar, stellar job. But yeah, good to see Valtteri Bottas like finishing the season on a high as well. And then the other thing I found a bit disappointing was in the trophy ceremony when Max Verstappen left early. He obviously was just filled with anger, frustration, confusion over what happened and obviously just did not want to be a part of it at all. But at the same time, I'm like, bad sportsmanship, just stay there. Have the photo, have a bit of champagne, then you're done. That's all you gotta do. But basically with the driver's championship, both Lewis and Max are tied on the same amount of points. So it's gonna come down to the last race, which is super exciting. I think with Perez getting knocked out, their chances of winning the constructors is low, 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 low. So it's kind of all on Max at the moment to win the driver's championship. And then really curious to see what happens with the midfield teams like your Ferrari, McLaren, and even AlphaTauri. But super keen for the last race. I'm going to be staying up and watching it live. I think it's lights out at 12 a.m. here in Sydney. So she'll be a late one, but that's okay. It's the finale. It's the end of the season. I feel like I'm obligated to stay up and watch it live. But let me know what you guys think of the race. What were your highlights? Do you agree with the penalties? What are your predictions for the next race? And I will catch you all in my next one. Bye.